You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody, good afternoon. You want to talk about crazy? The final 24 hours of the trade deadline 16 deals, 49 players, none being the Sacramento Kings. So how do you feel about this? The super trade, Kevin Durant going to Phoenix. The Clippers seem to solidify their team. I actually like what the Warriors did, particularly in getting Gary Payton back. But the Kings stood on the sidelines. What do you think? Are you disappointed? Uh, you got to remember, it takes two teams to make a deal. I know Plumley going from Charlotte out west. A lot of Kings fans are like, wait a minute. You didn't have to give up a lot to get him. Why couldn't the Kings get Plumley? All right, what about Crowder? Again, a guy that probably could have helped out the Sacramento Kings. But you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You also have a meddling owner, trust me when I say that, that can interfere with potential trades. So right now you have a Kings team that is third in the West and the stretch drive begins with the Kings playing Dallas tomorrow. Then Dallas again, they'll take a depleted Phoenix team before they had the all-star break. This is going to be a sprint after the all-star break, an absolute sprint to the finish line. And I've talked about this not only last night with Ryan on YouTube, I've talked about this for the last couple of weeks. I don't like the way the Kings are playing. I don't think they're playing well at all. I really don't. And I think the third spot in the West right now is a little bit deceiving. And by that, I mean, I personally think they're good. I don't think they're very good. Okay, I think they're a good team. They, this team has learned how to win, such as last night. They had no business winning that game. Houston wrapped it up, put a bow on it, and said, here it is. And the Kings did what they had to do to win that game. Okay. But you're fooling yourself if you think the Kings are playing well right now. They're not playing well. And we also know that defensively, they're a travesty. They're a joke, okay? So what's going to happen in these final 25 games or so, teams are going to load up, and every game is going to have that much more importance to it. So these next, these next several weeks are going to be very, very interesting. But I want to hear from you, your thoughts. Are you disappointed that the Kings remained on the sidelines when so many other teams in the West were wheeling and dealing? All right, let's get right to it. Why don't we start with Connor? Connor, good to have you on the show. You're my leadoff man today. Go ahead. Hey, Grant. How's it going? Good, buddy. What's up? 
Yeah, so I'll start right with the big Kevin Durant trade. I mean, that kind of came out of nowhere, and that was kind of a trend. I mean, the three teams right below the Kings in the standings, the Clippers, the Mavericks, and the Suns, all made big deals and seemed to get a lot better, and the Kings kind of staying put. I don't know if it puts them at a disadvantage, but it's certainly a little bit questionable that they didn't make any moves. Well, I can't say the Kings are a better team than the Clippers right now. I can't say that they're a better team than the Suns. And I don't know about Dallas because we have to wait and see how that's going to work out when Luka gets on the floor and plays us alongside uh, Kyrie. So that remains to be seen. But objectively speaking, I mean, if you told me would I rather have the Clippers team or the Kings team, I'm taking the Clippers team. And if you told me would I rather have the Suns or the Kings, I'm clearly taking the Suns. So I would agree with you there. Dallas, I'm still waiting to see what happens with them. Yeah, another team. You know, I thought Rob Palenka made a lot of great moves, and I think the Lakers yep. have are in a lot better position than they were a few days ago. I mean, you bring in D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. I mean, a lot of guys. I mean, I know they're in 13th, but you can't count the Lakers out this early. No, and here's the other issue. All the Lakers need to do is get in. That's all they need to do, all right? They need to get into the top 10, and I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to play them either in a play-in event or if they get in at number eight. I would not want to have to play the L.A. Lakers if LeBron James and Anthony Davis and those other guys you just mentioned are healthy. That would be a tough out. Same thing with the Warriors. I would not want to play the Warriors if they're healthy. Yeah, I think another one of the bigger storylines was kind of what happened with the Raptors over this trade deadline. I mean, a lot of people thought they'd be sellers with guys like OG Ananobi mm-hmm. and Pascal Siakam, but they ended up making a trade to get Jakob Pertle back. So, I know. I mean, th- that signifies a move that they're trying to win now. So, I mean, I guess they're going to try to make a late playoff push. What do you think about that decision? Yeah, I, I was very surprised by that. I thought that Toronto would be a seller as opposed to a buyer, but they ended up being a buyer. So, you know, I, I, I look at the East, and to me, you know, the East is – not as good as it was last year in terms of teams that personally I think could win and represent the conference in the finals. I mean, Boston and Milwaukee to me are the two teams. I'm sorry. I'm not sold on James Harden and Philadelphia. I know that they have Embiid. I know they have a very good record at 34 19, but if you're asking me when the playoffs begin, am I putting my money on Philadelphia or if I'm putting my money on Boston or Milwaukee, I'm going Boston and Milwaukee. Yeah, I agree. I mean, looking at some of the guys that the Kings could have gotten, I mean, guys like Eric Gordon, Mason Plumley, John Wall, I mean, all got moved for pretty little value. So, I mean, it's it does stink that they missed out on some of these guys. But, I mean, I think we just have to trust Monty with what he's done in the past couple of years. Well, I'm going to go on the record right now. I think the Kings' failure to get a veteran backup point guard is going to be their downfall after the All-Star break. Okay, so I'm just making that prediction right now that I think the Kings failure to add that position to the roster is going to be their downfall this season. Yeah, it's obviously an interesting thing. I mean, another question I have is, what do you think about the Timberwolves? Do you think that they got worse getting rid of Russell and bringing in Mike Conley? Or do you think it's kind of just cancels each other out? Mike Conley is a unbelievably gifted talented leader, but he is not a young pup anymore. And I'm worried about his health and I'm worried about the number of injuries 
But if you look at what he did last year when he's healthy, I personally think he can be a stabilizing force for that team when they get Cat back to go along with the rest of their players. So I'm a big fan of Mike Conley. I think that he is somebody that can be a real stabilizing force a force uh, for that uh, franchise. Now, he his his deal is still pending as of this minute, so he's uh, questionable uh, to make his debut tomorrow. But I think Mike Conley is going to be very good for Minnesota. I think he's going to be very good. Yeah, and switching to the Kings in the game last night, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, this team hasn't played well. They haven't had a big win in, like, the last month or so. I mean, it's been a lot of inconsistency. Yeah, they've gotten some wins that they kind of scraped out, like, last night. But the trend overall has not been good. I mean, you say you look at five-game increments and stuff. I mean, yeah, we're getting a few wins here and there against bad teams on paper. And it looks pretty good in the standings, but with the schedule upcoming, it could drop really fast. That's my point. And that's why I think not getting a backup point guard uh, is going to be a real downfall. And the schedule's brutal. You know, Dallas tonight, Dallas tomorrow. At Phoenix should be a layup because they got no one on the floor. Then you have Portland. That's got to be a win. Then listen to this. At the Clippers, two games against Oklahoma City. I'm telling you right now, they will not win both those games. All right. Home Clippers, home Minnesota. Home New Orleans could have Zion back then. Knicks at home should be a win. At Phoenix, all right? Home Milwaukee, at Chicago, at Brooklyn. Brooklyn obviously should be a win. At Washington should be a win. At Utah should be a win. I said should be. Okay, but then look at this. Boston at home, Phoenix at home, Utah at home, Minnesota at home. Two road games against Portland, Spurs. But listen to these last four games. At New Orleans. At Dallas, home Golden State, at Denver. And I will tell you, other than the Denver game, in all likelihood, the New Orleans and Dallas game and Golden State, three of those teams will all be fighting for big-time positions. So keep your eye on the end of that schedule. Now, things have changed a little bit, all right? All of a sudden, Utah doesn't look like that's going to be, you know, anything to worry about, all right? I mean, it's pretty obvious what direction, you know, they're going uh, going in. Um, you, you look at a team like, I mean, Portland, all right. I, I would think that's gotta be, those gotta be wins, but I'll tell you right now, I could see the Kings losing both games at Oklahoma city. All right. The games, uh, at two games against Phoenix are going to be very difficult to win, assuming that they're healthy. Okay. The Brooklyn game, they're waving the white flag. So it looks like that's going to be easy. I mean, you know, they do have some games that they should absolutely win, but the other games, oh boy, I, I gotta tell you, Connor. This is a daunting schedule after the All-Star break. Yeah, it's absolutely brutal. And I don't want to get Kings fans any more pissed off after they didn't make any moves. But I kind of just thought about it. I mean, with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving getting traded to the West, does that kind of end De'Aaron Fox's chances of making the All-Star team? I would hope not. I mean, he deserves to be on the All-Star team. And, you know, I, I, I hope it happens. So I, I would really hope not. One other footnote, uh, that Bulls game and Nets game, on the road, the back-to-back, all right? So keep that in mind. You know, you should beat Brooklyn, but that's a second of a back-to-back, all right? So we'll see what happens. But anyway, Connor, it's good hearing from you, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you later. All right. Thank you. All right, let's get to uh, some of the phone calls right here. Uh, listen up, and we get to Ryan in Sacktown. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Grant. How's it going? I'm good, buddy. What's up? 
a little bit tired after uh, this 24 hours. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Crazy, I, huh? <laughs> Vegas. Bad, but I'm disappointed. Um, we heard some names that the Kings were potentially targeting um, and seeing what they went for in the midst of this madness, um, 16 trades today. Um, it, I don't understand it. Why didn't they move sooner if they liked those players? Because it was obviously feasible to bring them onto the roster, not mess up the core and, you know, keep the chemistry potentially in the locker room. But, Such as what names are you referring to? Um, I, I, Thibel, for one, I, I think Thibel, mm -hmm. that was a pretty much steal for the most part. Uh, we talk about Aaron Gordon. Um, we talk about there. There's a few Eric Gordon Plumley, right? Yeah. Um, Plumley, right? Yeah, yeah, I could go down the list, but so that that confuses me there. But the one thing that I am happy about is they didn't rock the boat and they didn't react to the market. And I think Connor touched on the Raptors. The reason the Raptors did not make a move on Ananobi, Van Vliet, or Siakam is because the price was going to be absolutely sky high because of the arms race that it started in the West as soon as Durant got traded. And, yep. um, you know, nobody, that would have been stupid to break up our core because one of those players would not have made the difference um, Agreed. to get one. So I think it's going to be rough sledding. I found it very interesting because I watched all the coverage today. Not one time were the Kings mentioned in the coverage as a threat. What are the Kings going to do? Are the Kings going to remain at three? And, and it feels like the Clippers, Lakers, Phoenix, it, it, we're not even a threat to them. I don't think the league's even thinking or some of the teams in the West are thinking about the Kings. They're expecting us to drop back and I look at the West and I worry about it, Grant, because it, it, we beat teams by outscoring them. We don't beat teams yep. defensively. And if you look at the West now, how many teams realistically, assuming that, you know, they, they mesh well, they stay healthy, um, are going to possibly outscore us going forward? Well, it's going to happen. Um, and I'll tell you this, you know, if De'Aaron Fox misses even a week, Okay, the Kings are going to plummet, all right, big time in the standings. They just are. And I really think the failure to get a backup point guard is going to be their demise moving forward. Now, I would also say this. I think a lot of Kings fans, and not you necessarily, but a lot of Kings fans have lost their perspective on what's going on right now with this franchise. The Kings are not in line to win a championship this year, no. okay? They're set up pretty well, though, Ryan, for the future. And I think that the number one thing that Monty McNair did not want to do, he did not want to just, you know, appease himself and the owner and the fans with a, hey, let's make the playoffs this year and let's have a great run, but it's going to hurt us for the coming years. And I think that was paramount in terms of the decision-making that was going on in the front office. And if that's what they decided, I'm fine with that. Because you know what? Right now, the Kings are set up with this roster to be good and make a nice run for a number of years. You cannot jeopardize that because, as you said, when you have Kevin Durant going to Phoenix, when you see what the Clippers did, 
you know, when you look at some of the other teams, you got to be honest, okay? The Kings aren't going to the championship this year. You have to yeah. look at the big picture. And I think the Kings looked at the big picture. But I don't know what went on behind the scenes any more than you do. I don't know if they were close to getting Plumlee. I don't know if they made an effort to get, you know, Thibault. I don't know if they made, you know, I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. We weren't in the, the, the room when all these phone calls were being made. But on the surface, it's disappointing, as you said. But I, I'm not that upset by it. I think they're looking at the big picture. Yeah, absolutely, Grant. I mean, the the big picture is bright. I mean, the only problem, the only thing I take away from this is the fact that they could have marginally improved. And when I say marginally, yep. maybe secured, I think now at best they're finishing six, seven seed. I mean, we realistically could be looking at the plan if they don't start getting it together and get more consistent than they've been. Um, you know, you're talking about the Brooklyn game being a should be a win. Well, the Rockets game should have been a really easy win. What? So, um, you know, I, we'll see what happens. There's really not going to be a huge buyout market there. And Russ Westbrook's going to be at the top of the list. Um, you know, maybe Derrick Rose. But uh, this this was an interesting, and I think a lot of fans are overreacting because of what we saw go down in the West. I believe I believe that if Zion Williamson comes back fairly soon after the All Star break, I believe New Orleans will catch Sacramento. I believe the Clippers will catch Sacramento. I think Phoenix will catch Sacramento, and I I'm I think Dallas will as well, but I'm I'm going to hold out until I see Luca. Luca, by the way, is officially questionable for tomorrow. Uh, if that happens, the Kings then go to seventh, and they would be in the play-in. Right now, the Kings have a four-game lead in the loss column over the seventh-place Pelicans. Okay, and the way the Kings are playing right now, four games can evaporate in a big-time hurry. All right. That's just the reality of the situation. And we're going to find out a lot this weekend uh, if if Luca plays. Again, Luca's questionable for tomorrow. And, I, I mean, I'm just trying to put common sense here, which maybe I shouldn't. I doubt he plays in both games this weekend. Right. And to me, if he were only going to play in one game, if he were only going to play in one game, to me that game would be Saturday, not tomorrow, to give him an extra 24 hours. That would make the most sense, yeah. But even even without Luca, and I know it was Kyrie's coming out party uh, last night in LA, but he he looked good. He looked really. Yeah, they good. played well. They played yeah, well. Yeah, they played and, really well. Yep. And so I I was even just watching that and thinking, okay, well, how are we going to guard this? You know, I mean, if the Mavs are putting up that many points consistently, you know, we don't want to get into even though we like to play more up pace and up stock, yep. you know, the fast pace style. Um, that's not the guy you want to get into an up-tempo game with because you see what Kyrie does. He's six foot one, but he's a magician around the rim. And one of the Kings' biggest problems on defense is on-ball defense when it yep. starts out in the half court. So, anyways, it, it – You know what else we talk about a lot? We talk about not uh, not who you're playing, but when you're playing them. For instance, True. the Suns right now are in Atlanta. They don't have anybody on their team right now. And they're down 44 to 28. Okay. So, you know, the Hawks get, the Hawks probably wouldn't beat Phoenix at full strength. And, but they get, they get a break. So, you know, a lot of times you look at the schedule and you go, wow, did we catch a break here? Wow, did we catch a break there? And so that's also going to factor in 
to these final 25 games or so. Uh, it happens all the time. Again, the Kings are going to be playing Phoenix coming up in a couple of days without Kevin Durant, right? So, you know, um, you, you know, you, you take any advantage you can get right now with everything being so tight. And let's face it, the West is very, very bunched together. And it will not take anything more than one bad week to fall two or three or four spots in that in that conference. That's just the reality. Yeah, that, that's, it's been the reality all season for the most part, with the exception of the last couple of weeks with the Kings losing some games they should have won, but still maintaining their lead for the most part, the people around them losing. But, you know, it, it brings up the question, have we seen the best of the Kings? And why I say that, and you harp on this all the time, they have been probably the most healthy team in the NBA, right? Yep. And now yep. these other teams in the West that have retooled and have not been yep. healthy are now going to be lingering. And they may hit their stride. Have the Kings already hit their stride for the season at this point? Uh, I believe they have. And I believe if Devin Booker and Kevin Durant get on the floor, that's going to be a very potent combination that's going to be very difficult to contend with. That's just one team. We already mentioned some of the others. Right. There's nothing that the Kings are doing right now that objectively I can sit back and go, gee, I really like that. They're not, they're not shooting the ball well from three. They're not able to stop anybody. They've had a lot of bad losses, okay, over the last few weeks. Teams that we all thought that they should win against. I know that they won against Houston last night, but that was an alarming win. Again, I look at trends. I look at how they played, and it's alarming. I mean, it's just, you know, if you have trouble – beating some of the teams that we have just mentioned. What makes you think that with the schedule that I just read aloud a couple of moments ago, that they're just going to roll through that? They're not. They're not. And I think that this team needs to figure out how to get back to the way they were playing four, five, six weeks ago. They haven't been playing like that in a while. No, they haven't. I mean, it's probably a conversation for another day, but, you know, we touched on it last night. Is it time to start looking at the rotation? and making yes. some tweaks. Um, I, I think that's a valid conver- conversation that needs to be had because it, the Kings cannot, uh, now with the West the way it is, they cannot fall behind. Uh, no. You know, the Lakers can now score. Just I'm not going to say like the Kings can, but, you know, if, if those guys perform, they can score. Uh, the Clippers, they can put it up in a bunch now. And now there's indications Russ Westbrook yep. may go to L.A. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, and so. Well, like, like you and I were talking about this. Let me just read the last ten games. All right. Yeah. Lose to Philadelphia, okay, one twenty nine and one twenty seven without Philadelphia having their two main guys. Beat Memphis without John Morant and Stephen Adams. All right. Lose to Toronto, a team that was twenty one and twenty seven at the time, one thirteen and ninety five. Lose at Minnesota, beat Minnesota in overtime. Win at San Antonio, lose to Indiana, lose to New Orleans where they got embarrassed, and then they won two games against Houston. But again, the game last night was awful. So the trend here is not a good one. It's a very inconsistent, up and down, Jekyll and Hyde team. Now people go, well, wait a minute, Grant. You know, why are you picking and choosing? What about the previous five games before that? I'm like, okay, here are the previous five games. A win against Orlando, one of the worst teams in the league. All right, two wins against Houston, the worst team in the league. At San Antonio, win, one of the worst teams in the league, and beat the Lakers on the road, a non-playoff team. All right, then 
Then they beat Oklahoma City, which to me, if you're looking at the last four weeks, Ryan, and we want to look at all the games, to me, the Oklahoma City win was as impressive as any of them because they were playing as well as almost any team in the league. Certainly. By far, that that is their signature win in the last six weeks. There, There's no doubt about it. And I mean, even if you think back, I mean, signature wins, you're not supposed to have a ton of them. That's why they're signatures. But, you know, you and I, when we thought about it, they're, they're it took us a second to really think about yep. what was a signature win for this team that we can point to all season. And I think the reality is Kings fans, the playoff, the playoffs start now. We, we are yes. in the playoffs starting yep. right now because that's yes, the type of basketball they're going to have to play. I mean, they would have already without the West doing what it did, but um, with the schedule, the way it's being, how you read it off to Connor and we've harped on him on the show it starts now for them to even yep. get those extra four games. All right. This is the, this is the part of the schedule that I would be very nervous about. Okay. This is the, this to me is the, the most, the, the part that jumps out at the page of me beginning on Saturday, the uh, 24th. Okay. Or excuse me, Friday, the 24th. That's the second of a back-to-back in LA to take on the Clippers. Then they play two games in Oklahoma city. Then they come home and play the Clippers. Then they are home against Minnesota, home New Orleans, home New York, then at Phoenix, home Milwaukee. That stretch right there, to me, is going to determine whether this team is a top six seed or below that. That stretch right there, to me, is the most critical stretch of the whole schedule. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I mean, and even going further into the schedule, your only quote-unquote filler games, which really aren't per se. I mean, there's a couple in there. You've got Utah, but you got Markinen that's playing excellent yep. right now. Um, you've got Portland a couple times after that. You don't yep. know what's going to happen there with um, what they did today. You got San Antonio again, and then you get to the end stretch. And, you know, coming in, you know, if you would have asked us three weeks ago, right, about Golden State at the end of the season, you know, that, that would have been a game that probably Golden State's not even contending for the playoffs. But, Correct. You know, dumping wide That's going to be a big game. That, That's going to that? be a big game for them. It's, That's going to be, be a very game. big game for them. Yeah. Yep. The, the, and now Denver, the end of the season, they may be playing for a one seed. Like, uh-huh. Legitimately that game. So they're, they're yep. going to bring it. So, um, yeah, it, it's Fasten your seatbelts. Fasten your seatbelts. No question about it. And I'll tell you, you want to know what the worst case scenario is? I'll tell you right now. If the Kings break their playoff drought and get matched up in the first round with a healthy Golden State team, all right, they're not beating a healthy Golden State team. I'm just sorry. That's the way it is. And if Steph Curry and the rest of the guys are healthy, the Warriors could end up right back in the finals again. That's how talented they are. But we'll see. Long way to go. Ryan, good call, my friend. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Grant. All right. If you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon, uh, and we will do it. I know you say take one game at a time, but you know I have to look at the schedule and go, uh-oh, okay? And again, we don't know if Lucas playing tomorrow. He's listed as questionable. But if he's on the floor tomorrow with Kyrie Irving and they click, that's going to be a very difficult game. Very difficult. Both those games would be. So, you know, you could easily win those games too. I'm not saying you can't win those games. But I don't like the way the Kings have played at home. 
They're 16 and 11 at home. That's not good. It's not good at all. To give you an idea how that's not good, Denver is 26 and four at home. Memphis is 22 and five at home. Dallas is 19 and nine at home. Phoenix is 19 and nine at home. New Orleans is 20 and nine at home. Golden State's 21 and six at home. And the Kings are 16 and 11 at home. That's terrible for a third place team. Now the road record is excellent. 15 and 12, that's excellent. But they got to start winning at home. They have to start winning at home. All right, if you want to get in on the program today, uh, hit the hand icon and we'll do it. Just a reminder, tomorrow, I'm going to be coming on here at 5 o'clock as well because at 4 o'clock, uh, I'm going on Larry Kruger's YouTube show. So tomorrow, 5 o'clock. All right, let's get to Jerry. Jerry, good afternoon. Hey, Grant, how are you, sir? And thank you for taking I'm my good. call, Grant. My pleasure. You know, Grant, you're saying something about the uh, about the records at home. You know what you're you're are saying this about the teams that are the upper teams in the in the conference. You know what? How can you compare those the Kings' home record to those teams? Why not? The Kings are third in the West. Why can't I compare it to other teams that are right around them? I mean, Denver's twenty six and four. Memphis is twenty two and five. They're one and two. The Kings are third. And they're 16 and 11. And then the teams below them, fourth, Dallas only has nine home losses. Phoenix only has nine home losses. All I'm doing is comparing their home record to the teams that are closely around them, both in front of them and behind them. Well, Grant, that's what I, well, you know, I understand that, Grant. But what I'm saying is, you know what, I mean, last year, you know what, uh, uh, you know, who would have thought that the Kings would be the number three seed right now if the playoffs would start? Nobody thought that, not even Yeah, you. but you know what, Jerry? Last year, the L.A. Rams won the Super Bowl. They didn't make the playoffs this year. I don't care about last year. I care about this year. And I understand the point that you're trying to make is that, you know, wait a minute. The Kings should – we should all be happy that they're just in this position. I'm not saying don't be happy. I'm just making a observation, Jerry. They have not been good at home this year. For a team that is third in the West, their home record is alarming. And now you have a lot of good teams that are coming in to the Golden One Center – and the Kings' inability to play well at home, to me, is going to be a real problem for them in the final 25 games. That's the point I'm trying to make. And, Grant, one more thing, too, Grant, is, you know what, you're always saying about if Darren Fox does this, if he gets hurt, this and that, this and that, if Domas gets hurt, this and that, you know what, shoulda, coulda, woulda. You know what, they're not hurt. So, you know what, I mean, you know what, I mean, the Kings are, you know, you always said, you know what, your record shows you who you are. Yes. That, well, and I think that's that's fairly accurate. Your record is, you know, that is what you are. But, Jerry, I would be remiss if I didn't say, okay, well, why are the Kings third in the West? Well, first of all, they're a good team. So I acknowledge that they're a good team this year. Okay, I also acknowledge that a lot of teams that I thought would be better than them this year have had debilitating injuries. Phoenix clearly is one of those teams that's better than Sacramento. But when Devin Booker's out of the lineup, they can't win. All right. That would be very similar to if De'Aaron Fox would be out of the lineup. The Kings would not be able to win. I look at New Orleans. New Orleans is a better team than Sacramento. But Zion Williamson is now out of the lineup. Okay. Well, guess what? If Devonta Sabonis was out of the lineup, as long as Zion Williamson, the Kings would not be anywhere near the third place team. The Clippers. Okay. They're a better team than Sacramento. 
they've had an unbelievable rash of injuries. The Kings have had the healthiest team in the league, and that, in addition to being a good team, is why they're third in the West. Do I think they're a legitimate, bona fide third team in the West? No, I don't. I don't. And I think it's going to be proven out that in the final 25 games or so. I hope I'm wrong, but I believe that that is going to be what uh, I'm forecasting what's happened. Jerry, you know me. You've listened to me for a long time. I don't tell you what I think is going to happen after it happens. I tell you what I think is going to happen before it happens. And I think the Kings are going to fall a couple of spots, but I think they'll be in the playoffs. And a playoff appearance for this franchise is a successful season, regardless of what number C they are. Make the playoffs to me. That's a successful season. And, you know, Grant, I've listened to you, Grant, uh, many, 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 many decades. All right. Uh, you know what? You know, that, you know, that is one of the reasons why, Grant, I, I call your show. I called you. And uh, when you used to be on KHDK, it would be hard to get get you on there. But you know what? You know what? I I love the way you are honest and you just put down, you know, you say what, what you say, which is truth. OK, M- most of the time. But. Grant, you know what? I'm gonna tell you this, Grant. You know what? I mean, I, you know what? I mean, the Kings being the number three seed. You know what? I, I cannot even imagine last year, uh, calling your shows and saying, well, you know, the Kings are gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna do this, this, and that. I have a feeling this and that. Grant, you know what? You say the way that you feel, and you know what? And there's nothing wrong with that, Grant. You know, you're honest, right? Uh, do you think that the Lakers trade is going to make them better? Yes, I do. Let me also piggyback on what you just said because you keep on talking about the number three seed being the number three seed in February is not the goal if I were to tell you right now that the Kings would fall to seven eight nine or ten and be in the playing tournament just for our conversation now what would you say would you say God Grant I can't believe it that's really disappointing they were number three for most of the season and they ended up at seven eight nine and ten would that be a bummer to you? Would that be disappointing to you? How would you look at that? Because to me, I think that we are all getting too caught up on the fact that the Kings are the third seed in the West right now. It doesn't really matter what seed you are right now. It matters what seed you are after 82 games. Well, Grant, I can tell you this now, Grant. All right. You know, after last year, all right, and the last 16 yep. years, right, of yep. just ter- ter- just terrible basketball, Grant, you know what? You can say, hey, you know, the Kings are – are going to make the playing tournament. You know what? That is an improvement for the last 16 years. I would be happy okay. with that. Which I'm not <laughs> okay, saying, buddy. Grant, with the third seed, Grant, which is fine. But you know what? The third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, seventh seed, I don't give a shit about that. All right? You know what? The team is improving. You see yes, it. Yes. You see it every single game. That, you know what? Granted, they've been, they've been struggling with the teams that they should win and they don't. But you know what? You know what? There's an improvement. You know, you are 31 yes. and you are 31 and 23. So you know what? Yes. I am happy. You know what? That you know the Kings are still you in the conversation for you should be happy. For you should be happy. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm happy. I get that. I, I'm. I, I understand that. I'm not telling you not to be happy. I'm not telling you not to like be super excited. I'm not telling you that. I'm just telling you what I see right now. I don't think the team is playing that well, and they have a very daunting schedule coming up. And the point that I'm trying to make with all of this is, in my opinion, they're going to have to play significantly better not to drop several spots in a conference. That's all I'm saying. Grant, do you think the Kings play down to the competition? Yes. And so what makes you think that they're not going to play to their, 
level with the opponent that, that's coming in that they're going to play better? Um, they, they may, but I'm looking at a, a 10-game stretch where there's absolutely no consistency with this team regardless of who they're playing. There's no consistency. So why would I think after watching this team play for 54 games but look at the last 10 games or last 15 games where there is absolutely no consistency and they've been relatively healthy. Why would I think that all of a sudden they're going to just start playing consistent basketball? I, I, there's nothing that I've seen in the past four weeks that would lead me to believe that beginning tomorrow night against the Dallas Mavericks for the rest of the season, the Kings are going to play consistently well. There's And the, the biggest reason for that, Jerry, is their sieves defensively they're so bad defensively that on nights when they're not making the three ball like last night in Houston they're going to have trouble beating even the worst teams in the league that's why I'm a little skeptical to say oh yeah they play to the level of the competition you got a lot of good teams coming in so they're going to play really well I haven't seen them play really well over long enough stretches during the last month to give me any hope that that's going to start all of a sudden happening like a light switch you know, Grant, uh, one more thing, sir. You know, I told my wife this yesterday that, you know, the Kings, uh, you know, they're the number three seed. They're playing well. And what's a travesty is that Mr. Grant Napier is not calling these games when the season that the Kings are playing well. And yep. you know what? That's what's sad about it, Grant. You should be. Thank you, Jerry. You should be on that voice, man. And you know what? And it's a tragedy that, you know, that you are not. Mr. Show in Sacramento, I will follow you. You know until Thank you, you ever, Jerry. until you don't want to be on the air anymore. I will. I will follow you. Thank you, Grant. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Jerry. Thank you very much. Bye bye now. Good stuff right there from Jerry. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here with uh, John. Hey, John, welcome to the show today. Grant, how's it going, man? Good, John. How are you? Hey, that was fun. I'm great. That was fun having uh, you and Jerry have that debate and both come to a common agree to disagree on it you know that's why i love your yeah, platform and love what you're doing man and i love Thank jerry you, as a caller i remember his i re recall his voice from 10 years ago 15 years ago what it's yep however long it's been buddy yep. man and as long as you've been calling pardon me it's as long as you've been calling so what about the west it looks very stacked right now doesn't it buddy Holy smokes, man. Did the West get better? And one thing I want to see, obviously, is the West gets got better. The Celtics and the Bucks just nailed their they're gonna be in the Eastern Conference finals to see who goes and I think wins it all between the Celtics and the Bucks. I think those are still the best two teams in the entire NBA. Well, I don't you disagree know? with you that Boston and Milwaukee are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I agree with you. I think that's going to happen. So many so many players left the East and came to the West that those two, that is going to be one hell of a battle. It's going to be fun to see between those two. But, man, there's going to be eight teams in the West and, you know, the three behind the Kings. I kind of looked at it and kind of went through the schedule of a little bit sort of like you did with the next 10 games and hey some of those games seem like easy wins we're gonna lose we're gonna lose a game that we should win but you know what? we're probably gonna win a game we should lose also when you go down that and i think yeah well we, that, that that happened last night 
They won a game they were supposed to lose last night. Yeah. You you are exactly right. You're exactly right, Grant. If that if that goes down and the Kings are able to still just play 50-50 ball from here throughout the end, I think we'll be able to maintain the sixth seed. Might get the seventh seed, but the sixth seed is the what what I was seeing about 46 yep. or 47 wins. I don't know. Is that is that too optimistic, Grant? What are you looking at? I think, you think? I I think it is. I think it's too optimistic. The number of wins. But I think six seed. No, no, no. Lot, I think I think the six seed is very realistic. But I don't think yeah. 46 or 47 wins is. I don't think the team's playing well enough, and I think their schedule is too difficult to win 46 or 47. But I definitely think they could be the six seed. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think the six seed is going to take to get that? How many wins do you I think? Would, I would say 44. Okay. Well, we're two games off, I guess. Or two yeah, wins off. 43 or 44. So. 43 or 44. Yeah. I mean, right now the six seed is 31 and 27. So if I project that out to four games over 500, yeah, maybe, you know, yeah. again, 43, 44, 45. Okay, yeah. I can see that. That's that's what I'm seeing. Hey, it's subjective. It, like we always say, Grant, this is why we play them. That's it, baby. You got it. Yep. Hey, Grant, Amen. thanks for the call. Thanks for taking my Thank call. Thank you, John. Thanks for your whole platform, everything. And uh, we'll give you a call tomorrow. And can't can't wait for uh, Dallas and the Kings. is going to be tough. Tough as hell, man. I can't wait to see what happens. Luca and Kyrie Thank might be super diamond dynamic could be thank you john appreciate it very much let's get to uh jeff jeff welcome to the program hey grant how are you i'm good jeff how are you today oh i'm doing okay i'm just a little disappointed the kings didn't make any any moves other than the the thing they got going on with the nets for the 20 year old kid or whatever he is yeah um, i guess he's six eight and he played a little bit last year Read a little bit on him. I don't know. Maybe he's going to be a Harrison Barnes replacement down the road. We'll see. Oh, I, I think we're getting way ahead of ourselves there. I wouldn't. I think you better I, hold him. Pump gonna the brakes. Okay. To, I'm not saying he's going to play up to Harrison's <laughs> level, but right. I'm, I'm saying he might be his replacement. Who who knows? But you yep. know, I'm disappointed they didn't make a move for a backup point guard. I mean, with all the flurry. You know, I don't know if someone didn't want to deal with the Kings or they just didn't want to break up the what they got going on because they think they got, you know, they got something going on and they just didn't want to break up the party, you know, and because well, you don't make a deal. Just you don't make a trade just for the sake of making a trade. You make the deal because you think it's going to make your team better. And obviously they didn't feel that that trade was out there for them. Right. Right. So it's gotten tougher. It was a really hard pill to swallow. Seeing Kevin Durant, uh, Durant go to yep. the, go to the sure was. I mean, holy yep. smokes! No I kidding, mean, that is very hard to swallow. Yeah, Warriors got Curry. I mean, you go play these other teams when they have two superstars or MVPs, all stars. It's just hard to yep. match them and hard to beat. I looked at the next eighteen games on the schedule, and if yep. they, and man, if they can go five hundred, that'll be. If, even if they can go 500, I mean, they got oh, yeah. they, yep. they, it, it's brutal, like you said. You know, it's just brutal. If they go, I, I can only see them going maybe 500 in the next 18 games. Well, if they go 500, that would be very good. I'd take 500 on that stretch in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. All right, Grant. I'm just, oh, one last thing I wanted to say is yeah. 
the game last night reminded me of those are the type of games the Kings would lose. I mean, that would be the Kings on the other. That would be the Kings yep. on the other hand giving away a game. In the previous years, that would be them giving it away instead of them winning. Yeah, they, that's good. What good teams do? Good teams find a way to win games that they have no business winning, and that's what happened last night. All right. So, all right. You take it easy, my friend. Thank you, Jeff. Bye-bye. All right. Reminder: tomorrow, three o'clock, Sean Salisbury. Uh, Four o'clock, I'm going to be going on Larry Kruger's YouTube show. And then I will be here on Listen App at five o'clock. And then Ryan and I will be on at halftime of the Kings and the Mavs uh, at about 8.15. And then again, around 9.15, 9.30 following the game. So I got a busy day tomorrow. Again, three o'clock, Sean Salisbury on YouTube. Four o'clock, I'm going on Larry Kruger's show on YouTube. Five o'clock here, Listen App. And then around 8.15 and 9.15, the halftime and postgame shows, respectively. So going to be a good day. Looking forward to it. Getting you ready for the weekend. Uh, Talk Super Bowl as well tomorrow. But it's in the books. The Kings stay on the sidelines while a lot of the teams around them apparently got better. I say apparently because you don't know. All right? You don't know until these players get on the court and whether they gel or not. And one of those teams is the Dallas Mavericks tomorrow. Luka Doncic is officially questionable for that game. Make it a great day, everybody, and thank you so much for joining me right here on Listen Out. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.